0: I'm Jodie, a success and leadership coach, self-improvement author, and wellness entrepreneur. And this is my podcast series, She's Electric. In this episode, as it's the last in series one, I'm being interviewed by the work wife, Janine. So listen in while I share intimate stories about how I went from burned out business director to running a multiple six-figure business. I share lessons I've learned in my career, failure, what's kept me going through the hard times and loads and loads and loads and loads of tips to help you be electric and make the most of your life. So I hope you enjoy the next episode. We do love to chat, but there's lots of juicy stuff in there. So please do subscribe, rate and comment in the relevant section of your podcast app. And also remember to check out the show notes and learn more about me on my website, jodieshield.co.uk so have a listen get inspired and be electric
1: so we are in jody's flat summoning the she's electric spirit to support us in this podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> my god i think we've had too much cacao this morning <laughs> I definitely yes. had too much cacao.
1: Me too, but it feels good. <laughs> electric, definitely very electric. Um, so no, Jodie didn't just change her accent to an American one. I am Janine. I work with Jodie. And today we swap places. I am interviewing Jodie to go behind the scenes to her juicy, juicy life. And, uh, that sounded so seductive. <laughs> Well, it's juicy. (laughs) So it's really funny. We first met um, when Lululemon just opened their store at Regent Street. Do you Mm -hmm. remember?
0: Um, Vaguely. Vaguely, vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Remind me. I'm not
1: feeling very special right now, (laughs) Jodie. Well, I remember it as if It was yesterday. Okay. Um, It's really, it was such an interesting exchange because I'm quite shy. I don't go out that much. And yet there I was. And I met you. I had been following you for a while. And I was so interested in what you were doing because I'm super into health and wellness. But I've always believed in like a holistic wellness. So it's not only eating kale. But like, what are you doing with your mind, with your emotions? And you had such a specific, particular, unique um, voice and body of work. I was like, I want what she's doing, you know. AKA,
0: I was very out there at the time.
1: But (laughs) like, unapologetically, which I find always so attractive. You know, there's nothing sexier than a confident person that's owning their voice and who they are. So I was like, yes and i came up to you and i was like hi i'm janine and like if you ever need any support or extra hands let me know and you said oh i'm actually looking for someone fast forward two years and here we are here we are i mean
0: (laughs) thank you universe
1: yes (laughs) definitely thank you so much universe um and although, well, as I said, we've we've known each other for two years plus, and I now know you relatively well, very well, I like to think, yeah,
0: the work wife.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but for everyone listening, could you sort of take us back to the beginning of your journey? And I mean, was there a spiritual background in your childhood? Like, take us back back
0: yeah so that's really interesting and I'm, I'm going to bear in mind that some of you have heard me tell this story many times and some of you are new so yeah. I would say that um and it's something that I, I wrote about in, in my book self-care for the soul it's like when I was very young I feel like I was aware of just energies around me and I remember the dog used to bark a lot at empty rooms and I would turn the lights off downstairs and like run up the stairs really quickly just in case like the ghosts got me or something and uh, so I think I've always been aware always been sensitive and like so many of us decided to completely disconnect myself from feeling those things Mm -hmm. and from feeling the intensity of the world and so uh, masked my um fears or my um yeah masked my kind of fears with alcohol and all of the stuff that comes with that and going out and partying and raving and got into some really amazing groups of people when I worked in Ibiza and I did two seasons in Ibiza and uh we were we were like family like so connected and as I look back now my spiritual fix was achieved when I was on the dance floor listening to the DJs and you know what's amazing is that my relationship with dance music uh, especially electronic dance music has done a real 360 recently because I used to be so into going out partying I knew all the DJs I knew all the best tracks and then really when I went through my sp- kind of sp- my, my spiritual spiritual awakening and I went to South America and I did um, ayahuasca and if anyone's interested in ayahuasca then it's all in my book so go (laughs) buy the the book and um, really kind of woke up and realised that whoa there's more to me than me stressing out in my mind and um, yeah and then when I came back I let go of the party scene the DJs and now I'm kind of coming back into it again I'm like oh I love dancing and i love being on the dance floor in brixton academy listening to black coffee and funny enough my friend alice and i were at this amazing um center in the cotswolds called soho farmhouse a couple of weeks ago and alice is a, a lot younger than me and um we were talking about you know djs and going out and she was saying you know my era don't really kind of go out you know we never really grew up in that party scene however alice and i both bonded over a love for this dj that i've recently relatively recently come across and her name is peggy goo and she's korean and she's absolutely she's so cool i'm like i want to be her and she like she she's just cool like if any of you are interested, go and look her up on Instagram, Peggy Goo G O U, and she's amazing. Anyway, Alice and I were like, oh my god, we both love Peggy Goo, and I'm like, yeah. So dance music, DJs, and having a good time, it can affect all age groups and it can really bring people together. And so for me, yeah, like my kind of spiritual experience now is Clearly it's in the work that I do, it's in the retreats, uh, the events that I run, it's in the programs that you and I create together Janine, but also it is outside the work and it, it happens in a club or on the dance floor and maybe I'm really trying to make the most of it before I settle down and have a child, I don't know, but like yeah, so... So yeah, you know, the spiritual, spiritual awakening happened in Peru and, you know, so many people are now talking about plant medicine and shamanism and it's so out there now. It's very in the public domain, but back then, almost eight and a half years ago, it was really not spoken about. And so I uh, went on a seven day or 12 day process with the plant medicine and uh, really tapped into uh, this deeper sense of self and what I was here to do in the world and stripped away a lot of layers and a lot of fears and a lot of self-limiting beliefs that were standing in the way of me really seeing the path ahead of me. So yeah, and you know, interestingly enough, my, my career in wellness has spanned um, across a six year period now, I can't believe it's been six years and when I'm coaching uh, people in a, in my one-to-one sessions now I kind of say to them you know what I really wish that when I started the business six years ago I had someone like me there to say hey you know what it's absolutely normal to feel this and you know this, this is this is a really amazing way of um, starting a business and of course I was completely clueless when I started and then the other part of me thinks well that was the perfect journey that I was meant to go on and um, I learned everything that I did in this six years to help give people a kind of solution or inspiration so they can fast track their own journey. So yeah, and I started off as an alternative therapist and I had a clinic in Marlebone and I was seeing clients back to back, like maybe 20 a week, which was crazy looking back now, I don't know how I did it. Um, and what I realized over time with the one-to-one sessions that I was running that was that I was I was kind of approaching having a, a pra- having a clinic or a practice in the same way that I would approach running a client business in the corporate world because of course I used to work in advertising um, as a business director. I'd kind of I've, I had um, used the same philosophies that I learned in the corporate world about you know, running a business from a place of lack and fear and having to have as many clients as possible. And oh, my God. And, you know, I simply transferred everything I knew and learned from the corporate world into um, running a clinic. So it was amazing. And I learned so much and I saw thousands of clients. However, it did burn me out. And then, you know what it's like when your soul starts wanting you to explore something different and so I was kind of getting some very clear messages to, to explore something different. So I then started working with brands like Nike and Clarins and Estee Lauder and went in and kind of worked with their leadership teams and like had phenomenal briefs now about like, come, you know, come and talk to our company about well-being or wellness and, you know, here's a few grand for it. And I was like, what? This is crazy. Um, and then I got a book deal and then yeah and then lots of things happened after that and and now i get to the stage where it's amazing i help so many people with the help of you janine obviously you're my you're my partner in crime but we get to help so many people through our products and services and i can now in terms of the one-to-one coaching which i absolutely love doing and you yourself as you're a trained coach now as well I love the one-to-one sessions. It's a very sacred space. It's, I enter into long-term relationships with people and I can pick and choose who I want to work with now. I don't feel like I have to help everyone in the one-to-one space, which is amazing because we have amazing, you know, Tribe Tonic, which is our membership product. We have Get In Flow coaching program. I'm working behind the scenes with you, as you know, on our new money program, which is launching imminently we have different ways of helping people now so we don't ha- i don't have to stress out about having to help everybody in a one to one capacity and then yeah she's electric podcast again it started as a little nudge on my shoulders about 2 years ago i didn't listen because there were so many things getting in the way and then my brother who's an editor on the radio 5 live breakfast show kept going on about you have to start a podcast get it on jump on it before it's too late and And so, yeah, so I launched She's Electric last year and we are coming to the end of series one at the moment. And it's been in the top 40 charts, which is amazing for me because I never really put any marketing spend behind She's Electric, nor did I really focus all my energy on it being like an amazing property in the business that we have to grow. And um, I kind of if I'm being really honest. I did with she's electric what i've done with big creative projects in the past um and it's funny because it's something i'm working with um with my own business coach on at the moment on i i kind of like had this this weird behavior around creative projects that i develop i kind of develop it write it and then i kind of like throw it away like oh I don't want to touch that again that's out there and oh my gosh I don't even want to look at that I don't want to see any mistakes and it happened with the book you know when I launched the book two years ago there was so much press around it it was amazing so many people wanted to do interviews and I was like hiding from it really because I think I was this part of me that wanted to stay small in the public arena was like wow like this could be massive like this is You know the the world of spirituality and well-being is just opening up in the uk wow this could be massive and i kind of launched the book and then didn't even want to look at it again which is so weird because if you look at some of my friends who have books they have launched the book and then stayed really close to it talked about it for the year and i didn't do any of that and it doesn't matter because i learned so much about how i didn't want to do things from that experience So Self-Care for the Soul, it was relaunched in paperback this year. And, you know, I felt so much more connected to it, which is amazing. And if any, you know, what I've learned about talking to people with books is books are not an overnight success. They might be if you're Ella and obviously Ella's a friend of us both. So we can say that if you're Deliciously Ella and you have a huge platform, it is obviously logically easier to sell books. However, if you have a different message to share that is less well-known, which of course it is, then, and, and, and if it's a more, more of a spiritual experience writing the book, like like it is for me, then it goes out into the world and it does its thing and that's okay. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm finding my balance when I create projects. And so when I create created Cheese Electric, you know, I was so lucky to get amazing guests. And I also know that, the success of the podcast you know it's um it's climbing it's increasing as I get more confident as an interviewer um, and I get more confident holding space for people and I get my name more out there and and kind of I don't know like different kinds of people want to come and be interviewed by me then you know it's it's, yeah, it's, it's a really like collaborative process between me and She's Electric. So I guess I'm finding my way with all of this. And it's highlighted some really amazing areas of growth for me along the way. So yeah, that's a really long winded answer for you. It's
1: amazing. And you know, I, I am always fascinated by the journey people have, because especially in spirituality, I find like I'm I'm 27 right now, but I've been like in spirituality for a really long time, like pretty much since I was born. Yeah, and I would often be the youngest person in the room in retreats or seminars or whatever. And I would find a lot of people would sort of look at me and be a bit jealous, like, oh, I wish I had started when I was that young. And yet, I I would always find myself saying, like, you know what? You were in the perfect journey to be here right now. Yeah, and exactly. The beauty of everything you just mentioned is, you can see looking back how it all ties in together. Like mm-hmm. your corporate experience mm. has been key in setting up your own business mm. and in working with people that are in that environment. Yeah, because you get it. You you have been there, so it's just incredible. And you also something I personally admire about you is how generous you are with what you've been through, with your lessons and with you know, you're always so honest and so open. And I really value that. I think it's so precious because I find a lot of people are a bit secretive or try to withhold their their keys of success. And it's like, no, you you very much, like even She's Electric, it started from you feeling that idea of like, no, let's open up, let's connect, let's all like raise up, raise each other up
0: yeah exactly so
1: yeah
0: just really interesting what you're saying about um how people share because I think you know so many people listening have started following me on Instagram and social media and look to me for inspiration and um I, th- I feel like you're right in what you say about people are quite you know selective about what they share and it's like even for me coming into the social space in a very open way, because my training um, originally was with a spiritual teacher, Damien, who I go and see, um, try and go and see as much as I can. And he was so open, and made sharing and vulnerability really okay. Like, Mm. you can talk about anything and everything, and it's really okay. And he, you know, taught me the beauty of opening up. And of course, opening up in that safe space when you're with him is one thing and then opening up when you're in London is another and I am so still on that journey of really allowing my truth to be shared turning up the volume of myself like when is it okay to really open a conversation and be really like raw and you know like depressing and you know um like dark and when is it okay to be happy and joyful and like surface level and I feel like you know it's such a fine balance between the two and there is that 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 part of me that is also you know that I want to keep for myself right so it's like you know, however, there's another part that's like, no, everything should be out there because you've got nothing to hide. Right. So, but my husband, Paul is, you know, someone who is very private. So that has meant that I haven't really talked about my relationship very much on social media and that's perfect. And so respecting him and his, um, philosophies on life is very important to me too. So yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely finding my way with that. And I'm also, very interested in looking at other people's journeys in terms of influences and how they're unfolding their life on social media right through accidents that they've had or you know deep life experiences so that's amazing and i'm also aware of other influencers who've got so much going on behind the scenes and aren't yet sharing and i feel like it's interesting because you as an as an observer of that of certain people on instagram you can tell when there's more to come out and you know what, it's also respect for their journey, they will come out with it when it's their time. Absolutely. But we know the power of vulnerability from the Brene Brown work, Daring Greatly, we know how, you know, when you open up the conversation to be vulnerable, you are allowing people to be seen and to share themselves and you and I both know by the events that we've held and the the urban retreat that we did and just different kinds of things that when we you know for me and and I'm sure you're the same like if we expect people to be open and vulnerable with us then there has to be a certain amount of willingness for us to be open and vulnerable with them as well
1: definitely um and I think people sense when you So vulnerability is is a fascinating topic and I always feel what you cultivate within yourself other people can can feel, you know. So I know you and this is something I try to practice myself is being very vulnerable, first of all, with myself, which is recognizing when I feel weak or afraid or not good enough and when you're okay with that part within you people can come up to you and feel oh I feel actually really safe and like I can explore all of these areas which feel very raw and maybe dark because you have been through it so there's that sense of recognition if that makes sense I don't know if yeah yeah
0: absolutely what came to me as you're talking is that you know you know those certain times where you and I come together and you've had like um, a funny weekend or I have and we're expected to like meet on Monday and it ought to be great and it's not you know in reality it's not always great because sometimes you know you might be in a funny place, I might be in a funny place and uh, you and I have like we've had kind of like little, not arguments, but like we've clashed sometimes on a Monday. Yeah. And um, that can only, um, that can that's very welcome, right? And in, in this working space that we're in, and that can only clear when we're prepared to be vulnerable with each other. And it's so different working in that way compared to how I used to work in the corporate world and manage teams of people. And it wasn't okay to you know open up and allow that vulnerable side of you to be seen like it it wasn't okay it wasn't welcome in that environment it was like the environment was like well pick yourself up and carry on and that's how it is and so you know i remember the first girl i worked with safia who i hope is hope will get to listen to this you know she went on this really transformational journey with me and she'd come from the corporate world as well and we were really like exploring the boundaries of like okay when we work together, like what is okay for us to share and what isn't okay for us to share. And in a sense, the boundaries are very blurry when you work in the wellness industry and you're very honest and real and you work in a spiritual led business because, you know, it's encouraged to explore and open and share. But I feel like you and I have got a really good balance with that. You know, we have a balance. Yeah. With it.
1: And it's a trial and error. And I think that's the beauty of it, that we're at this point not afraid of trying things out in every level, personal, in the business, and being like, oh, I guess that didn't work. Let's not do that again. Let's just learn from it and do it differently next time.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And I think that's really tied in, again, with vulnerability, because the whole point is that it requires courage because you're opening yourself up to be rejected yeah, and, and, you know, for it to be a painful experience and you do it anyway.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Yeah. I was just thinking like, wow, I only told Janine she was doing this 15 minutes ago. And that is kind of the way that I manage (laughs) you, isn't it? It's like as a manager or a leader or a boss or whatever, I'm like constantly inviting Janine to come into her learning zone, her uncomfortable place again and again and again and again and again. Like, hey Janine, come interview me. Here's 10 minutes to prepare.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I love that. And I, I am so grateful. That's one of the things I love the most about working with you. It's a constant growth. And I, well, you know me, I'm the sort of person that I like to be challenged, even though it feels really uncomfortable. And and I'm like, oh, my God, I've never done a podcast before. How am I going to do this? And then I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm sorry. (laughs) I think I can swear. Sorry. Um, I'm just going to show up and do my best. Yeah. And learn on the go. Totally. I guess we, we, so far in this conversation, we talk about spirituality, about soul, about alignment. So I guess I want to ask you and sort of demystify um this spirituality concept because I find it can often feel quite alienating and people can feel out of the conversation because they're like oh spirituality is it just doing yoga and having crystals and you know singing mantras so I wanted to ask you like what does spirituality mean to you how how is it in your life
0: yeah so it's such an interesting question and the answer I would have given you four years ago is so different to the answer that I'm giving you now. It My my approach to, to everything of a spiritual nature is how can I explain it in the most simple, relatable way? Yes. So, you know, for me it's funny when people say to me... Um, Oh, I'm really spiritual. Are you really spiritual? I'm like, we're all spiritual. And uh, yeah, or I'm not very spiritual. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Because as far as I believe, this is from my belief system. Every single human being is spiritual. We all have a spiritual aspect, right? So just as like we all have a mind and a heart and a physical body and a soul. We all have a spiritual aspect and for me the spirit aspect of it is the life force that flows through us that propels us that fuels us up that excites us and so many of you listening will have seen me on Instagram live or at an event and you'll be like oh my god Jodie's like so excitable (laughs) because like whenever I turn up you know, or you might have seen one of the challenges that I ran last year, and you'll have seen how excitable I am like, oh my God, this is so exciting! And you might have seen me cry when I'm delivering the masterclass or whatever. That is my spirit. That's my spirit that's moving through me and exciting people and, like, you know, pumping the energy up in the room and all of that. And my spirit is super playful, super exciting. And the spirit aspect is the aspect of me that really, like, you know, helps me live my best life, right? So for me, it started off with an awareness and that awareness was, okay, so I have this energy, like moving through my body, I have this energy and that feels, you know, and I know that when I have that awareness and that intention that I am spiritual that I do have this energy I I suddenly feel really good and so that's that was the essence of it really and then you know Janine you know me so well and some of you that are listening know know me of this nature as well you know I say so much I'm like about keeping things simple and relatable when I started my journey I think there were two directions I could have gone in right Direction number one was to get lost in the world of spirituality and um, the like Hay House um, plethora of books and um, you know I I pretty much sense that I could have been a Hay House author and gone down that route and as much as I love Hay House and uh, all the authors and all the teachings and there's such an amazing wealth of knowledge there, it I sense that it would have put me into a bit of a subculture and um for me <clears throat> it was always important to bring spirituality to everybody to the mainstream even though that's a massive thing to say <laughs> right <laughs> you can't possibly hit everybody but my thing was like okay i am a normal person jody's a normal person she likes going out she likes having a good time she likes drinking tequila she likes dancing to dance music she likes material things like you know she likes um clothes um she likes to have a good time she likes earning money and she's quite cool as well like she's quite cool like and I'm saying this in the third person but you know like you know uh, my parents are really cool and alternative and so I was They're like super cool. I didn't want to um change that about me so I was like well yeah I just didn't want to go down the mainstream and I I could look back uh, I didn't want to go down that subculture route and I look back and I'm like funny because I really sensed that my soul was definitely pushing me in the other direction. So that's cool. So, you know, for me then it was like, right, so, okay, what is, having not really read any of those kind of books in detail, apart from the Louise Hay that everybody's read, You Can Heal Your Life, which is really great book. If you haven't read that, go grab it. You know, for me, I was like, right, well, what is soul? And what is spirit? And what is being spiritual? And like, what is, you know, all the different kinds of terminology Like, what do they mean? And I was, I remember like Googling and you know what, because everything is so subjective, no one can kind of say to you, the definition of a soul is this, 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 because it's not like saying the definition of a book is Well, a book is this and it delivers this and it gives the reader an experience in a certain direction. No, the soul is intangible. So is the spirit, so is being spiritual. They're quite foreign, um, intangible concepts to most people. And because we are a nation of problem solvers and rational thinkers, we uh, can't quite grasp intangible concepts. So I guess all you need to know is that we're all spiritual. We all have this spiritual aspect. Um, the reason why you might have resistance around calling yourself spiritual could be to do with a certain religion that you were following as a child and you didn't really resonate with that religion or it could be that your parents were very against, you know, spirituality or it could be that, you know, your parents got a bit lost in the 70s and, you know, saw the Osho documentary, Wild Wild Country and then thought, fuck that, I don't want anything to do that, whatever. Uh, you the person you are now and the beliefs that you hold now based on your past experiences. So all I would say is that having this simple awareness of being open to the possibility that, you know what, we're all spiritual and we all have a soul. And actually the soul contains so much wisdom and it contains the answers to all the questions that you're looking for, such as, who am I? What am I doing here? What am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> like all the answers to those questions are found on the soul level. And I think having that as a first step will just take you in the direction of where you're meant to go to uncover all of this stuff.
1: That's brilliant. And keep
0: following me because I talk a lot about spirituality and I'm going to be talking a lot about spirituality in relation to business and career and finances this year.
1: And something I really love about your approach to spirituality is that As you said, it can be such a subjective concept and you can read a gazillion definitions of soul or spirit or all of that. But what you do, and this is something I've found really transformative in the way you work, is that you provide an experience. Mm -hmm. So it's first-hand experience of spirituality, of your life force. It's not only a definition or a concept You know. Yeah. So once you have that, it's yours. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what it means to, to me, to you, to Mary. Yeah. It's 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 hundred percent something that it's ingrained in you. Mm -hmm. So I I really love that. Mm, Me Um, too. Because all of your programs, your meditations, like we receive so many emails of people saying like, "Oh my God, I don't know what happened." But I walked out and I felt so good at f- like for the first time in years, and I had this realization, and I think that's priceless. Yeah, it's life changing. It is mm. life changing, mm. and something that also I wanted to highlight. Just getting
0: a bar because my tummy is yeah
1: <laughs> rumbling. <laughs> no, all right. Um
0: Jody loves snacks, by the way.
1: Yes, she's a snacker, snack <laughs> queen. Um, she particularly loves um, Livia's Kitchen. I and do. deliciously Ella um, Oat Bars. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, something else you said is that incorporating spirituality in, you know, quote-unquote mainstream, which for me means incorporating it to modern life, mm-hmm. which, to be 100% honest, I think if you can't incorporate something into your daily life, it's kind of useless. Absolutely. You know, you can go to a retreat, have incredible realizations, feel amazing, but if you can't take anything from that retreat into your everyday then what, like, what was it for Mm -hmm, in a way? mm -hmm. So it's like when they say the meditation starts when you get off the cushion. Exactly. I gazillion percent believe that. It's like, okay, when you're in a situation when someone's being rude, when you're feeling really insecure or afraid, How are you going to show up? Mm -hmm. How are you going to use what you've learned? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm. And I think that is incredible about Mm. what you do. You talk in very real, everyday, down-to-earth terms, situations.
0: Totally, yeah. What's coming up then when you're talking is... I often tell people, you know, the number one reason you don't change is because of stubbornness and fear. And, you know... There's no way that you're going to change and transform in the way that you want to unless you realise that, you know, living your best life takes effort.
1: Yes. Effort and discipline. So if you had to say one tip or one pointer that has been key to your success to, you know, you have this amazing, highly successful career in coaching, mentoring, healing and have an amazing business. So, if you had to say like one key thing, what would that be?
0: <clears throat> oh wow! You know, I might have to have two, yeah. <laughs> but they relate to each other. <laughs> um, okay, and I, I, you know, I've told a lot of people this. What really changed for me, where I really turned pro in my business and my career was getting like super connected to my soul. And it's funny because most people won't be able to compute that the first time they hear it because we equate turning pro and success to working harder and, you know, working longer hours and, you know, having more projects and writing more things and all of that. And actually, I'm saying or suggesting that my experience of when I like doubled the income in the business and, you know, where everything just went up a gear and just completely transformed for me was when I slowed down and stripped back and got really clear on what I was focusing on at one time and allowed my soul to guide me. And... We talk a lot about this in Get In Flow, which is the group coaching program. It's only for women at this moment, but we talk a lot about that. And it's the red thread that runs through every single unit that we teach is this idea of soulfulness and that when you're more connected to your soul, you show up in the world in a very different way. You're more open-hearted, more empathic, more intuitive. You're clearer in terms of where you wanna go in life the the fear and the guilt and the shame and the greed and all this selfishness and all the stuff that's going on in your mind that has like that kind of can move out of the way slightly and your soul with all the goodness and the transformation can be in the forefront and it really is as easy as bringing the soul into the forefront so as rather than the soul being in the background which it is for most people Um, when we're disconnected to that understanding that we are soul. When the soul comes into the foreground and we start exploring that concept and what it means, then it means that we can show up in in our lives in a very, very different way. And of course, what we know about the law of attraction, let's say, is that the way that we show up, when we show up in that way, what we get back matches our vibration, our frequency, our experience. So that for me has been the biggest thing. And then I'm going a step deeper Um, at the moment and exploring this whole idea of like surrendering and actually you know I'm not quite there yet and you know probably what I'm going to say contradicts some of the stuff that I've already put out into the world and that's okay I reserve the right to change my mind every every second. Hell yeah. It's like what resonates with me on a deep deep level is that you can't plan, really. I mean, you never really know what's coming up or where you're going. You can write all the manifestation scripts in the world, which I do, you do. <laughs> you know, to keep... The purpose of that is to keep us on track energetically, and that's great. However, you know, witnessing and reading this this um, book, The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer, it's it amazing. really proves that you know when you really let go of everything which of course for many of us isn't realistic and I totally get that however what's your halfway house or what's your version of letting go when you let go and surrender and even to be honest even just reading the book has put me in that space or listening to it on audible more things start coming to you the things that start coming to you are things that could never have been imagined by your tiny pea brain right these are things that come in and you're like oh my gosh this is insane or who would ever have thought this would happen I mean so,
1: getting to know you in that way mm. I could have never ever imagined or predicted you know I would meet you in that party I didn't know a job like this existed and now I'm like wow
0: mm. Mm. It,
1: it just blows your mind it's yeah. something you can't even conceive it's possible
0: absolutely yeah so it's I, mad. I
1: totally relate to that
0: absolutely mad and yeah, like surrendering. So I'm in that place where I'm just I'm really understanding like what what it means to me, what surrendering means to me in terms of running a successful business at the same time. So I would say those two things. Um, and if I was to say something that's a bit bit more controversial in a way, I would say focusing on having an amazing relationship with money. And when I say money. And we're going to do lots more work on this this year. It's coming up, guys. Watch this space. When I say that, I mean, I have stripped everything back and really understood what money is in a very clear and simple way. And I, you know, really connect with the energy of money and I have an amazing relationship with money. And that has helped so much in the success of my business, because of course, we need to understand money. We need to have a an empowering and powerful and, you know, beautiful relationship with money to allow us to grow in the world. And you and I are both on this journey, Janine, of, you know, showing up for this business and, you know, being the ambassadors of this business and, you know, and getting the message out there to as many people as possible globally. And so to do that, of course, you need financial resource. So that is, yeah, those three things.
1: Love. That. I know you asked
0: for one, but there you go.
1: No, I love it. The more, the better. Um, so to wrap this up, you know, this podcast is called She's Electric. And it's about powerful women. So what excites you about being a woman right now?
0: <gasps> I ask everyone this question and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, So many things, so many things. And for me, it is the rising of the feminine. And this is not old news, right? This has been happening for the last like ten years or so. This rising of female energy from where we were suppressed once in our history, we're now rising up, we're being very powerful. But the distinction is or the difference is or the invitation is for a woman to understand what her power is in a very divine feminine way rather than going into power in a masculine way and of course I have many friends in the corporate world who are CEOs one of my really good friends is the COO of HSBC Bank and they are you know they are at the moment running their roles or running their teams from a very masculine place, which of course we all default, it's very easy to default to when, when you go in the corporate world because it's the way that women show up whilst maintaining a certain kind of authority and balance in that environment. So I absolutely get that. However, our journey now is to step into a space of success from softness and from, you know, a a place of nourishment and open-heartedness and um, you know from a place of empathy and a place of intuition and a place of understanding spirituality and energy and you know how to really connect with people so all those principles are are, are rising up um, and that you know that's such a body of work that I'm exploring at the moment so that is what ex- excites me about being a woman is, is helping people move from that powerful place of being a, quite in a masculine energy to a powerful place of being in a very divine feminine energy. So that's one of the things and weirdly like the other thing I'm going to say is what also excites me about that rising of women is watching how the men around us rise to and how the men respond to that certain kind of awakening because my husband is you know an amazing amazing guy he's not particularly you know macho or you know nor does he want to be he's very soft and uh loving and you know very successful also and very kind very caring you know i'm sure in work he's very powerful as well he's got a very powerful job however i witness how he shows up around me when i'm running a a workshop or i'm launching a program and he's so amazing at being that rock and holding that space and anchoring me down to and giving me even reality checks and wake-up calls sometimes you know when i float off too much but his energy is very powerful in a sense of really holding space for me and never has he ever kind of had the idea that like oh my gosh but you know, Jodie earns more than me or the business is, you know, got massive potential and she's going to be earning like, you know, way more than I earn. And that's a problem for me. Like never has he felt compromised in any way. So I think those are the two things that excite me about, you know, this movement, this collaboration this coming together of women. Um, and this awakening of women on a mass scale.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Um, who would you say are your electric women or your electric woman, like in your life, growing up? Mm, It's
0: so interesting. I'd say, you know, everyone I've interviewed on the podcast so far is an electric woman in their own sense of self. And, you know, for me, electric women are people who are you know, unapologetic in what they share, you know, many of the women um, that I've shown up to interview are very bold in their opinions. And I love that because I haven't been that bold in my opinion so far, because I haven't quite found my way with it. Um, And so there are many women inspiring me as I grew up, you know, most people would say their mum, of course, You know, my mum is so inspiring. She's such a help. She, you know, helps me run my financials and she helps. She she was a bit of a mentor for me and she's amazing. And She gets really amazing. She gets involved in workshops. Janine hangs out with my mum. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) And so mum is amazing and she's incredibly inspiring. And, yeah, and I'd say, you know, if we look at women in the, I guess public space at the moment pub- public figures i'd say that so many women have um different electric aspects to add to the conversation so um i mentioned so um two of my friends have just launched a podcast called unsubscribe and um Jada Cesar and Louise Trowan, who's a good friend of mine she works at Bumble and Jada is an amazing amazing plus-size model and activist and they launched their podcast and the first episode was with this woman called Vanessa Kingori, and she's the first woman of colour to be the publishing director of British Vogue and she was like so inspirational she's amazing in the way that she talks and she was talking a lot about like work-life blend and how it's, it's absolutely impossible to have work-life balance because look, we already work five days versus the two days that we have off. So that's set to fail from the get go. But yeah, she was really, really inspiring and said a lot of really cool stuff and you know, especially about family life. And it's something that I'm moving into shortly and no, I'm not pregnant at this moment in time, but I'm just (laughs) sowing the seed. So different women inspire me in different ways is what I'm trying to say. And different and like the, different aspects of their conversations I'll pick up on so I feel like there's not one example for me of one electric woman at the moment it is it's the archetype of the electric woman that inspires me and every there are many electric women that contribute to that conversation and that archetype
1: yes I love that because we all have our our own type of electricity don't we for sure for sure yes. yes um What's the best piece of advice you've been given and how has it helped you?
0: Okay, so um, I think, you know, my spiritual teacher gave me so many nuggets of information and wisdom, and I refer back to his stuff time and time again, really. And, you know, one of the big, there's a few things that he said to me. He said to me, always be open to all possibilities. Like always be open to all possibilities. And I was like, cool. that mantra has just served me so well because it's just kept me really open to everything and it's quite obvious one but we close ourselves down so easily because we think like it's not the right time for me or why would that person want to talk to me or you know why should i be invited to do this and actually when you stay open to all possibilities then you always know that it's always perfect so that was one of the biggest things he said and then Something else he said to me, which I've never forgotten and has served me so well, is that basically everything that you um, encounter, everything that comes up for you, everything that happens in this space, it's because you're ready to deal with it. It's because you're ready to deal with it.
1: What's one thing you want to live us with?
0: The one thing there are so many things, and I've uh, I know I've shared a lot of little. I'm sure there
1: will be a a part two. (laughs) There will.
0: Um, What's the one thing I want to leave you with today? Actually, it's a good question. Mm. What's the one thing that I want to leave you with today? Okay, the power of showing up in your life one hundred percent. So, what do I mean by this? Well. When you're doing anything in life, whether it be eating, whether it be working out at the gym, whether it be catching a boxing class or an interview, um, writing something on, on um, Instagram, how would it be if you showed up 100% to that experience? 100%. How would it feel if you showed up 100% when you're making decisions about something, even if you think it might be the wrong decision? How would it feel if you showed up 100% I often ask myself the question, am I 100% showing up right now? Am I 100% present right now? And when I'm not, simply asking myself the question will tell me the answer and will tell me that I'm not 100% and will put me into that space of 100% alignment. So that's what I'm practicing this week.
1: That's great. And um, well, just to close up, what what can we look forward to what's coming up this year
0: okay so what's coming up this year I am behind the scenes writing the content for a new money program that's launching imminently which is going to be so exciting and watch out, there's going to be much more about this to come because I'm so passionate about opening up the conversations around money because it's something that we we all want more of yet we're too afraid to talk about it and face it. And so I really hope to be um, a powerful conversation, a powerful voice in that conversation. So we've got that coming imminently. Um, The doors for the Get and Flow group coaching programme for women will be opening um, after that. So sometime in the summer, we've got a waiting list for that at the moment, but if you're interested, you can head to the website, jodyshield.co.uk forward slash work with me. And yeah, I am going to be launching series two of She's Electric, um, very soon and, um, just securing some amazing interviews with, with, with really ama- amazing women at the moment. Uh, many of whom are friend, really good friends of mine, which is really exciting. And, There's going to be a lot of really, really great conversations on the She's Electric podcast. And yeah, so many more things happening, much more live video, Um, hopefully some really exciting collaborations. And yeah, that's it. And if you want to, you know, join me, you know where I am, I'm on Instagram, at Jodie Shield. And yeah, I look forward to meeting you soon we've got a couple of events coming up this year hopefully a retreat at the end of the year which we'll keep you posted on and uh, yeah hope to see you soon
1: thank you so much jody honestly you've transformed my life in every single way it's been such an honor and i am just so grateful to know you thank you thank you thank you so much thank you i love you i love you too
0: That was a blast and so much fun turning the mic on me plus a great opportunity to share some stuff i haven't shared before this series has been amazing and every single guest so inspiring to be with and learn from and i hope that you enjoyed it as much as i have there's a special mini series launching soon and then she's electric will return very shortly with more juicy guests for series two hope you enjoyed this episode of she's electric Remember to share it with your friends, subscribe, rate and review this podcast. I'll be back very, very soon with another electric woman.